A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What day is it? Sorry about that, I completely got my days wrong because of course NXT is no longer a Wednesday night thing. They went and moved it, they went and moved it to Tuesdays. I was enjoying my WrestleMania celebrations week. I was maybe having a bit of an extended celebration. But it's fine, I put down the whiskey, we're back. And you just knew that NXT were gonna pull out some big guns for the first night on Tuesday. Tuesday night NXT is a thing now, folks. And oh, what a thing it is. We've got a lot of stuff that we need to, as always, get our teeth sunk into. The gyms are now open, so if at any point I wince or make some really weird sort of movements, it's because all my body hurts. But none of that matters, because I'm Gareth here from What Culture Wrestling, and these are the ups and downs for NXT. Kicking us off this week was, of course, the brand new NXT champion, Karrion Cross. Yeah, boy, he only went and did it. And to be honest, this was really short and sweet. It did everything it needed to do. It just let you know that this guy means business and it's getting an up. So he pretty much said that it was inevitable that he was going to become the champion in the end. He put over Finn Balor as being an absolute goat in the ring, but he was wrong because we all know he's a cat. I also love the fact that he put over the rest of the roster. He said that everyone out there is hungry. They want to be the top dog, men and women in this company they all want to be the best but i'm the hungriest i'm starving so as i've been saying for weeks we're all gonna get eaten by carrying cross a big old recap of nxt takeover stand and deliver night one and two follow this and i just want to say really quickly a big thank you big cheers to simon miller for taking over for night two it was exceptional it was such a good takeover and in fact they did say it was the most watched takeover event in history probably because it was two nights but still it's pretty impressive msk defended their nxt tag team championships after this they were taking on Killian Dane and of course Drake Maverick but the big big weird thing about all this was the fact that MSK came down to the ring and as they were getting announced everyone started booing they booed your boys this just didn't make any sense in my mind because just on the surface just looking at them looking at the, the history their backstory with Nash Carter and his father all this like touching stuff they are just what should be prototypes for the perfect babyface team. But evidently, the CWC completely did not feel the same way. They rejected them, they were booing, they were just jeering all the way through this match. And it just seriously pulled me out of it. It just kept detracting from the great stuff that was going down on in the ring. So it's gonna get it down because I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why it wasn't connecting. Evidently wasn't, so we need to sort this. The match itself, yes, like I just said, it was excellent. It was always gonna be excellent because Killian Dead and Drake Maverick have got this 
great little weird chemistry going on. McKillian then just uses Drake Maverick as a battering ram. He just throws him all around the ring like a ragdoll. And then you've got MSK, who just do not know when to say quit in terms of throwing their bodies all over the ring. You get you had like a, a corkscrew sent on splash thing that Wesley did. They did obviously the assisted moonsault thing, which just looks magnificent. I don't understand why this team aren't connecting. But in the closing stages, this weird offense from Killian Dane and Drake Maverick obviously backfired because Dane went to do like the powerbomb thing where he powerbombs Maverick on top of somebody else, but the, somebody else moved because Wesley got Nash Carter out of the way. He was like, come on, leave out of the way. And he just powerbombed him on the floor. It looked reckless. A double team, tag team, neckbreaker thing that MSK have seemed to adopt it as their finisher sealed the deal for the NXT tag team champions. But like I said, the reaction afterwards was just negative. It was, it was weird. So the match itself, I really enjoyed. I thought it was fantastic space really good stuff so that's getting it up but the reaction I, I don't I don't know what's happening but they need to sort this out fast Alexander Wolf was in the ring after this so that just came out of nowhere again well, I say it came out of nowhere. It just kind of got dropped after a couple of weeks because he had takeover stuff. He had loads of other things. But obviously, a couple of weeks ago, they were backstage and Alexander Wolf was like, oh, you used to be a monster. Now you're just walking around with Drake Maverick in your arms like a baby. But before the two could then have another little back and forth in the ring, Imperium showed up and they absolutely battered Gillian Dane and just left. They just walked out after this. Obviously, they did the little thing with a like, stand and salute. So we're not 100% sure where this is going at this point, but that's a good thing because it means things are a little bit open-ended so it could mean that Imperium are going to maybe recruit Killian Dane and Toothless Timmy who may or may not show up later in the night or it could mean that they just want to beat the hell out of them and make an example of the two because obviously they've got past history with Imperium they've not been sacred with the mat it could be all that it's intriguing I want to see what happens next cut to Robert Stone backstage and he was talking about the fact that he thinks Jessica Mayer and Aaliyah should have another NXT Women's Tag Team Championship shot despite the fact that Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez lost theirs the other week they thought they should have a real one but then Mercedes Martinez popped up and she was like, nope, you've not paid me my money. What's going on? So she started like strangling Aaliyah after this. And you were like, what? She's not got the money. What are you doing? Jessica Mayer popped up. She was like, yeah, maybe we're going to have a match. And if you would have said coming into this event that we we're going to have this match, that was going to happen. I would have been a bit like, meh. But this setup made me think maybe Jessica Mayer is going to kick her ass. We were promised some exclusive footage of the Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole stuff on this show. And that's what was on its way after this. But... <laughs> it's getting up, but I don't think it's getting up for the reasons they wanted it to get up. Because obviously this was a war. This was an absolute war. It showed that in the footage. I mean, the footage itself, you would have thought the match was only about 10, 20 minutes long, which obviously it was not. But you've got to take your hat off to them. It was really brutal. They just did some incredibly innovative and creative things with chains and all that kind of stuff. Again, that sounds very strange out of context. But the exclusive footage was just you kind of paint by number stuff where they get wheeled off in a stretcher and put in an ambulance. All dramatic music for a dramatic effect because this is dramatic but then things just oh things got really strange because then they went into the hospital and there was like a security camera footage thing and they both got wheeled in side by side into the hospital and they were still bickering they were like i'm gonna kick your ass now i'm gonna kick your ass i'm gonna boot you in the face we're both in hospital beds but we're gonna keep fighting so this obviously was not the plan to make me laugh as much as it did i hope it wasn't because that just doesn't make any sense but it felt like something out of a seth rogan comedy it was odd like i said again it is gonna get an up because it was just hilarious but 
<laughs> Where are we going with this? I'm not sure. Said Mercedes Martinez Jessica Mayer match was on its way and it's getting an up. Because it was short, it was sweet, but it doesn't class itself as a squash because Jessica Mayer got a lot of offense in on Mercedes Martinez. She did like a, a springboard spinning elbow drop at one point and I thought it looked very impressive. I think she's coming on heaps and bounds every time she's getting in the ring. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Kamea at this point. But you knew it was only a matter of time before Mercedes Martinez just ramped things up a notch. She need Kamea in the face and then hit her with like an air raid crash thing for the win. And then she got very aggressive. Because she got outside the ring, she went up to Robert Stone, she was like, where's my money? Give him my money. She started choking him again. Aaliyah was behind like the cage bit and she was like, oh, stop choking him. And she carried on choking. She got her money so she's now officially Mercenary Martinez. Not content with her money, she went up to the announce desk. She like pressed forward. She looked at Vic Joseph and she said, I want a shot at Raquel Gonzalez and her NXT Women's Championship. Give it to me. But I don't think he's in charge of that, but still, you get the point. Jumping backstage, we did have an interview with The Way. They were going to have an eight-person mixed-gender tag team match tonight. It's going to be The Way, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, against Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Shotzi Blackheart, and Ember Mooney. Keeping up, of course, Johnny thought this was cuckoo bananas, because he's trying to get some t-shirts made. Theory then warned that he was going to get revenge on Dexter Loomis. Candice LeRae said that she wanted to get her hands on Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, and... Indy Hartwell wanted to get her hands on Dexter Loomis for different reasons, which will come to light as we get there. This is going to get a little up as well because I absolutely love these little backstage video segment things with Isaiah Swerve Scott. They shot really differently. He's in like a studio. He's calling it the lab. It's like his lab. He's sat there. He's making music or doing whatever the hell he's doing in that studio. But he just, he feels a little bit different. Feels a bit edgier. And he was bigging up his match tonight against Leon Ruff. He was saying, I had a star-making performance at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And this match with Leon Ruff, it's going to put a nice little seal on that feud that I've got. I'm going to kick his ass. I'm going to move on to bigger and better things. Your boy, the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion, was out in the middle of the ring, issuing open challenges after this. And do you know who answered the call? Kushida, the man himself. And this match isn't just upworthy. It is yellow highlighter of the week upworthy. And boy, are you going to find out why. Because straight away, Kushida went after that arm of Santos Escobar. It's just his tactic. He knows what he wants. He wants to get that hoverboard lock in, so he's going to go for it. But to cancel this out, Santos Escobar just started working every other part of Kushida's body. And he got him in like a Boston Crab on the outside, on the steps, and pushed his neck into the ring post. It was just, you got to watch it. you got to see it to believe it. It was also a very nice Jushin Thunder Liger tribute from Kushida himself. And he just did a little salute there. So we like that. And then we had our picture-in-picture picture little breakup thing that interrupts the action. So you know what that means. I want it. And this week on I Want It, we had Little Caesar's Pizza. It is a big circle. The toppings go right to the edge of the crust. It made me think, well, that's probably going to be really annoying if you're going to pick up your slice and have topping going all over your fingers. But it's the kind of annoying nightmare that I need in my life. I want to live in this hell. It interrupted my day. I'm going to interrupt your NXT ups and downs. I want it. I want it now. I want it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Back to the match, and Escobar was in control. But before long, the fiery Kushida fought himself back into this match. He jumped up to the top rope. He, like, insecurity Santos Escobar's arm. He was like, ah, no, my arm, it really hurts. And then he flipped him. He, like, did a suplex off the top rope onto his arm. Did another suplex when he hit... It was like a falcon arrow thing that Seth Rollins does, but just been, like, suplexes with arms. It was just mad. But Santos Escobar is a man full of many tricks, and at one point, it looked like Kushida was going to go for his springboard, like, back elbow thing that he does. But he went for it, and he got caught with a backstabber, and then... Escobar hooked in the Phantom Driver, and you know what happened? Reversal! And another reversal, and another reversal. They were just pins, pins, pins. They've gone for all the pins on the floor. But in the end, Kushida got the roll-up. It was a really sunken, tight roll-up. And he won the damn match. Yes, you heard me. We got a new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Love this. Love everything about it, because I love Kushida. I think he's earned this. He's been an absolute tear for the last year or so. Santos Escobar has been a brilliant champion for the last year or so as well. So they've both been on like an upward trajectory. We have these two now battling for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. You can even have Escobar win the title back. I don't care. You can do whatever you want. This was just good stuff. Great action. And Kushida, he was wearing trunks. I forgot to say it. He was in trunks. He wasn't even in jeans. Oh, it was just, there was too much. My brother, Toothless Timmy and Tommaso Ciampa were sat in their steel chairs. And they said, do you know what they said? They said that they've had a lot of tests. They've had a lot of things thrown their way over the last couple of weeks. They've had the Dusty Cup. They've had the Imperium stuff. Walter stuff. They've had them all. And you know what? They have passed these tests with flying colours. But now they're ready for the future and that future looks like it involves MSK. Tommaso Ciampa then ran off and Timmy, Toothless Timmy, just smiled down the camera. I like this stuff. I'm an idiot. It gets an up and just please do something with these two which helps to rejuvenate MSK if that should even be a thing. What a weird show. We move swiftly to Kushida, who was sat in the medical room, and William Regal came up to him and he was like, oh, well done. You've done very, very, very well with the fact that you've just won that Cruiserweight Championship. And then Jordan Devlin, of all people, you know, the guy who lost in that ladder match. He's not the undisputed Cruiserweight Champion. He popped up and he was like, he did very well. I like that. I like the way you, you just beat that guy in the middle of the ring. But you know something? You're not the real best champion Cruiserweight here because I am, even though I lost the ladder match against Santos Escobar and that somehow means nothing. So just to clear that up, he said that Santos Escobar was not the better wrestler than him because he could climb a ladder, even though that was the aim of the game in the ladder match. 
it didn't make sense. But travel is safe, Kushida here apparently, because Devlin's going back home for a little bit, and hopefully he doesn't come back anytime soon. Dakota Kai introduced your brand new NXT Women's Champion after this, and this entire segment, and you'll find out very soon, is gonna get an up, because it just filled my heart with joy and hope for the future. Raquel, she was talking about the fact that a year and a half ago she was set to debut when NXT was gonna debut on the USA Network, that big live show in. She was gonna be on there, but she wasn't ready, so she made an oath. She swore to herself that she would always make sure she is ready so that never happened again. And now look at her. She's the champion. It was all good stuff. She put over Dakota Kai. She put over Io Shirai. She was having a great time. But then we had it. The debut of Frankie Monet. She popped down to the ring. She was holding a dog, which I have been reliably informed is not called Frankie. I'm an idiot. And she said, oh, congratulations, Raquel. I'm glad that you won the belt. You did very well. But this is going to be my division now. Even though it's the best division, the best women's division in the world, it is mine. I'm going to win that belt. Raquel was like, oh, that's really cute, but if you interrupt me ever again, I'm going to get that dog and I'm going to shove it straight up your culo, which I'm reliably again informed means ass. Frankie said she would see her every Tuesday, made her way out of the ring, and then, do you know who popped up? Rhea Bloody Ripley. The brand new Raw Women's Champion came down to the ring. She's obviously got a history with Raquel Gonzalez. She stared her in the face, and then they smiled and hugged, and I was like, ah. But then before we could really extend this, oh, Bianca Belair popped up. You know, the brand new SmackDown Women's Champion. All three of them got in the middle of the ring. They were like, oh, look at us. We've got belts. We're just doing so good for ourselves. And then they stood, they posed, they had the picture behind them of, like, their, their formative years on NXT. XT as youngsters, they were just arriving on the scene, and now look at them, they hold every single women's singles championship in WWE, it's it's a great thing, it's a bright thing for the future, yes I know in kayfabe terms it doesn't make any sense because uh, Rhea Ripley's a heel now, she hates this person, and Bianca, no, doesn't matter, these three, they've gone through a lot together, now look at them, they're at the top of the mountain, it gets an up. Quick Pete Dunn promo backstage, he said, yes I batter Kushida, I'm the best technical wrestler in the world, anybody else thinks they are, they can come and meet me, it doesn't matter if you're Raw, Smackdown, whatever, come and find me, but I also want some championship gold. Pete Dunne's going places. Again, NXT just did what they always do. They've got these brilliant promo packages that they put together for new incoming stars. And Sare, the brand new NXT signing for the women's division, she got another one of these. Regal was putting her over as being one of the best stars he's ever seen come out of Japan. And I'm very excited by the fact that she's going to debut next week. And evidently, Regal as well was very, very excited about this because straight after the promo, he had a little tiny interview with Mackenzie Mitchell backstage. He was like, yep, super excited about her. She's coming in. She's going to be great. But I've got some business to attend to. And he went into his office and Roderick Strong, who had arrived at the arena earlier on with Marina Shafir, his wife, he had an envelope and I was getting a bit concerned. Because this all seemed to suggest that Roderick Strong is going to be leaving NXT. Like, William Regal said, oh, well, we've had our issues over the past couple of years with UE. You've been a bit of a tearaway at times, but you're welcome back here whenever you like. You're a consummate professional. So if this is the case and Roderick Strong has just had enough, he cannot be in NXT without the UE, then I hope to God he ends up on SmackDown and not Raw. I'm not just going to take any like shots or anything like this, but I'm a SmackDown guy. Put him in there with Daniel Bryan. Put him in there with Cesaro. It's just, oh, mouth-watering. Do it, please. And please, please, please do not do what you did with Ty Dillinger and just shuffle him straight down to the bottom of the mid-card and make him want to leave to AEW. Rough Scott! This time it's personal. This time it gets an up. What more do you need me to say about this match? It was hard. It was fast-paced. They do not like each other. And their chemistry, it is magic. There was a moment in this match as well where Leon Ruff just made you forget about the fact that like top rope hurricane runners have become this massively overdone thing it seems to go down on every single episode of smackdown and raw he pulled one off here on 
Isaiah Swerve Scott that just made you go, what, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And then we just had all the reversals, all the clotheslines, all the kicks to the faces. It was just electric stuff. And there was a moment where Leon Ruff looked to have rolled up Isaiah Swerve Scott and I was like, yeah, he's done, he's finished. But like 2.0, very close to being three, he kicked out. And then after planting Leon Ruff's face into the top turnbuckle, Isaiah Swerve Scott like locked in his package power driver thing. He's probably got an official name, but I'm just stupid and didn't look it up. He did it. He just planted him in the middle of the ring and he won. He won the match, which makes all the sense in the world because like I said, Scott is on a roll after NXT TakeOver starting to deliver and I hope he's got big things in the future. We cut to Zoe Stark backstage and of course she had a rather big stun and deliver as well because she beat Tony Storm in the pre-show for night one. She had a big old night there. She said, oh, it's been a struggle. It's been hard work getting all the way to NXT, but I'm here now. I'm going to kick ass and I want the NXT Women's Championship at some point, which evidently pissed off Mercedes Martinez. She was like, nope, I won that belt. I'm going to get it. They both stared at each other a little bit and went, oh, and I think we're going to get that match and I think it's going to be great. Walter cut a promo during like a big video highlight package thing where he was talking about NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver being a big night for Imperium, the fact that he had to overcome Tommaso Ciampa, but he said that Imperium, they are going to expand now. They're going to become this big force in all of WWE. They're on a crusade to make the mat sacred and all that good stuff, but it looks like, judging from this promo, that Imperium is going to expand, like I said. So maybe that does mean we get Toothless Timmy, maybe we get Killian Day, maybe we even get Tommaso Ciampa as part of Imperium. Imagine that. It gets me, gets my little heart fluttering. It's getting, getting a little up. I, I can't even speak. It's, it's so good. Swerve interview after this and all that good stuff that just happened in that match appeared to very nearly be undone in this little segment. Because he was celebrating his win, he was like, I just did, I just beat that guy's ass. And then Leo Ruff suddenly attacked him, just attacked him out of nowhere, appearing to turn heel, hit him with a box-like structure, if you know what I mean, hit him with that, and I was like, wait, is this, are they making me want to be friends with Isaiah Swerve Scott? Is he the face now, and is Ruff a nasty heel? Did they just double turn? Am I jumping to conclusions? Probably, but none of that mattered. We had an eight-person tag, mixed tag match coming up after this in the main event. It was the way to on Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis and the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Look, coming into this, I was expecting maybe something fresh, maybe something vibrant. It's not every day we see a mixed tag team match, never mind eight persons. But NXT and The Way and Dexter Loomis, it's just, it's a combination that does not gel very well with me. Because anytime it threatened to become something that I classed as entertaining, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell just locked eyes and tried to kiss. It kept happening, they kept trying to kiss in the match. Thankfully, Bronson Reed was having none of this nonsense. He did like a double Samoan drop on Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory, I think it was. He just flattened them both onto the ring. He was just having none of it. And then there was a really funny moment where Candice LeRae just tried to throw herself with a crossbody at Bronson Reed and she just bounced off him. But what's infuriating is there were loads of dives, loads of high spots, loads of great stuff going on. But the only thing I could think of was the fact that Indy Hartwell, midway through this match, dropped to the floor trying to goad Dexter Loomis into being her Prince Charming. And apparently so, Dexter Loomis is a nice guy. He went over, he went to check she was okay, and she was like, give me a kiss, give me a kiss. I was like, no, stop it. And then, obviously, Austin Theory was like, what are we doing? He just, like, broke up the whole thing. Then, Indy Hartwell booted Austin Theory out of the ring, went and lied down again, and Dexter Loomis just carried her away. She, like, winked at the camera, and I was like, what? Who, who is this for? I don't understand. I don't like it. I don't think many other people like it. If you do like it, great. That's you. Have a good time. Have a good life. But for me, I don't understand what this is. And I'll be straight. The closing stretch of this match was really my cup of tea. I like this stuff, because we had Austin Theory flat on his back and every time it looked like Bronson Reed was going to go for his tsunami somebody intervened but when they did intervene they got splattered on top of Austin Theory so you had Johnny Gargano get smashed we had Candice the Ray on the top of him smash it was 
just he was getting pancaked and then Bronson Reed did his big tsunami and I'm very sure that now Austin Theory is one with the mat. But yet again, the match itself, the actual like action in the whole thing, the whole showcase was brilliant. I really loved it. All the people involved in this, the great characters. We had like an assisted eclipse at one point from Ember Moon, Bronson Reed, where she like jumped off his shoulders. That was great stuff. All the soap opera nonsense, it's not for me, I don't like it. So that in and of itself is going to get it down. And that was your first ever Tuesday night NXT, if my memory serves me correctly. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 